But our shenanigans are cheeky and fun. Yeah, I mean, his shenanigans are cruel and tragic. Which makes them not shenanigans at all, really. Evil shenanigans. I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says shenanigans. Alrighty, hello everybody. I hope you're hope you've had a great week. We did not take a week off this week. We are we are back and we are on our regularly scheduled programming. Um, we've been uh, we've been researching pillow fighting since the last week. Me and Mike have been setting up the uh, which weight we're going to have the bout at. Um, we're setting up. Uh, how we're going to handle the the purse, um, and really what what belt is on the line between us? Who like the winner should get something? Obviously more than the you know I would say million one point five million uh, prize for the winner. Yeah. But uh, our people are have been talking over the last week, and we're ironing out the details. So I'm thinking sometime in late August, Mike, this is going down. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think of what prize I can get. I mean, I think you still technically owe me a dinner from the shenanigans showdown, if I recall. I do. I, like, I, do. I, I mowed a, a medieval times dinner, if I recall. Still be down. He's got to uh, be in Jersey. So, so when somehow. I bid you in a pillow fight, it's like, oh, it was double or nothing. Now my wife can eat next to me. <laughs> so before I would just bring her and be like, just stare at the nights. No food, honey. So rather than like a cash purse, you just want a dinner to, to enter a pillow fight. Specifically medieval times. Okay. You know? I mean, like I said, it would just be awkward because I would have my wife next to me. And I'm like, I, I, honey, this was supposed to be like a free dinner for me. I can't pay for you. I mean, unless you're going to show out your own money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Actually, I was going to sit you guys in opposite night. Um, you know, you're the green knight and she'll sit in like the white knight section. So you guys could like root against each other, have a little uh, family rivalry. Hmm. I, I feel like that's one of those things like it will just put her in her disney mood and then then she'll be in an obsession stage where like she'll be talking about like medieval times all day long oh god instead of a disney room she's gonna have like a torture medieval torture room in the house yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) i'll I'll come home like why is there a horse in the garage (laughs) maybe we could ride it together mike you want to sit in the 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 stocks for a little while before dinner just to get the feel of the punishment the medieval punishment For the final time, I'm not jousting tonight. <laughs> I just had a full day of work. No. Um, for those that don't know what we're talking about, last week we had um, a guy by the name of Steve Williams on the show, and uh, he was the CEO of a federation called the Pillow Fighting Championship, So, which is a real thing. We did not make this up. If you, you got to check it out. It's basically MMA fighters with pillows. So me and Mike proposed that maybe one day we can we can get in the octagon and, and, and fight one, of the, one another. But we, we were talking about what weight, how many rounds. Um, so it's a big negotiation at the moment. Now, you actually brought up a good question there. Like, if we got somebody on and we put out an interview with a quote-unquote fake thing, do you think our audience would catch on? Do you think somebody would, like, contact us and be like, I looked it up. I think you guys are trying to, like, 
play with us. So if we put out like a fake fight promo and like posters and stuff like that and a date and all that stuff. Well, well, any kind of guest in particular, mm. something like we got the guy who invented uh, hovercrafts that's going to be household items in two years. Okay. I don't, I don't think anybody would care anyway. Uh, we could put out anything, and I'm not sure anybody sees it or interacts with it at all anyway, so I feel like we might as well just go. Would you... Now, we're not the type of people to lie and make things up. Um, like, for instance, would you fight Johnny Moisture, Robin's home inspector, in a pillow fight? I mean, he's been home inspecting for 38 years, so I got to think he's pretty jacked. I don't know if I can... Uh, handle the moisture man for a full how many rounds were you going 50 about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 the moisture man he'll just he'll just soak that up if you know what i mean okay? yeah oh i see I, I see what you did there i see um yeah yeah i feel like he might have like that um that old man blue collar grip that like those guys have yeah. you know um, farmer's strength Farmer strength, yeah, um, but I feel like you, you you could give him a possible fight. He seems a little older. I think he said he was in the business for thirty eight years. So you figure, unless he was like ten when he entered, he's got to be you know he's got to be in his sixties or so. I mean, yeah, he's very learned. He could have started at a very young age. I could see the moisture man just saying like in the sixth grade. He's like, school's not for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna go into home inspecting. I'm out of here. Yeah, I, I could see him in science class. They're like dissecting a frog, and it's in formaldehyde. And all of a sudden, just the formaldehyde's just gone from the jar. There's just no moisture left. And so mm. like, what happened, John? He's like, "Don't worry about it." And uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. And again, I think we're we're playing too much inside baseball here. But um, a couple weeks ago, we had a random, um, a random home inspector that Mike reached out to months ago. Um, cause supposedly he was kind of like a character and he says he's the best. And Mike's like, Hey, we never interviewed a, a home inspector. And I was like, okay, I don't know if we have to, <laughs> I don't know if that's like on the list. You know, we did, I mean, we did go over our list on episode 400 of possible people <laughs> we'd interviewed. So I wouldn't be put it past us that we would be like a home inspector would be cool. Um, considering we had like a Nazi, Lenny Dykstra, uh, burn victim on there. Home inspector doesn't seem that far out of the realm. Sad thing, I could see those three things being one thing. <laughs> one guy? <laughs> yeah, I could totally see, like, yeah. Lenny doing his second interview in, like, some German outfit and be like, Lenny, what happened? I, I was in the basement. I was uh, making um, stuff, and uh, the room exploded, and uh, now I'm a burn victim. And, uh, yeah. I don't want to get into details of what I was making yeah. in there or not. Did I tell you about the, another teammate of mine that's almost close to death that I'm going to eulogize? But um, long story short, the guy popped into our Zoom room because Mike sent him the info, but we had no clue who he was for the first, like, 10 minutes of the show, and he was horrendous. Awful interview. Well, Scott, you were talking about a new home. I told you about the man. It just, the light bulb went out. I sent the email. I didn't know I actually gave him the Zoom information before, and he just right in. I don't know how his schedule opened up to give us the time, but I'm I'm just so proud. I mean, that was months and months of work. Yeah, going through all different people and the home inspecting 
uh, community just Spe- to see get his information. Speaking of Lenny Dykstra, you know your Phillies got rid of Girardi, and, and Dykstra volunteered his services to the Philadelphia Phillies to whip them back into shape. And I think you guys had a missed opportunity. I think you should have brought Lenny in. What could go worse? I mean, how could it go worse than the season's going at the moment? Uh, knowing Lenny Dykstra, anybody who loses a job, he volunteers for. If he found out some teenager quit their job at Wendy's, I just have a feeling I'm going to see him in the drive. You're telling me that a place like Philadelphia, who we've talked about, embraces mascots like Gritty, Boo, Santa, uh, cheers for injuries, would not welcome with open arms one of the most offensive Shot out crazy guys, athletes out there that formerly played with them, had a great career with them, came back and he was just uncensored. Lenny Dykstra getting fined every night, uh, you know, in umpire faces every night. Uh, I mean, he's just such a wild. He might, he might be a player coach. He might throw himself at first base one night. You're telling me Philadelphia would embrace the return of Lenny Dykstra at least for this season. Would we enjoy the train wreck? 100%. I would be tuning into Phillies games, even when the Mets weren't playing them. We would have our own network. Like, ESPN would just be like, yeah, I know we were going to play, like, show you the Devil Rays and the Orioles, but you know what? It's just 24 hours of Lenny Dykstra. They're not even playing right now, and he's somehow in the dugout. We think he lives there right now. Yeah, yeah. So... I think you guys missed the opportunity. Him, like, cursing out the fanatic, him just drinking beers with the fans during the game. Like, you have, you know, you know how we're pretty similar to how we were talking last week. We were reinventing sports, giving them some, a little edge to them. There's your edge. You need baseball fans. Bring Lenny in from to manage for a season and let, let's just see what happens. I mean, Coach, I, mean I don't think I could bring a flamethrower up to bat. No. Why not? I, you yeah, tell me the bananas don't do that. Bud rule. If yeah. it's not in the rule book by rule, it's okay to do. Well, well, I mean, baseball is constantly struggling for new viewers. What's better than an old man with like four teeth coming to the plate, um, arguing a call with a flamethrower in his hand? Nothing wrong here. I got nothing. Nothing wrong here. No, I could see Air Bud like batting for the Phillies. I could totally see Dugster going. He's so short; he has no strike zone. They'll never be able to throw one over the plate to him. Yeah, I mean, considering the pitching, they might want Air Bud to throw. He might he might need to do Otani uh, <laughs> double duty for you guys. It's like that old cartoon, and you know, first base Bugs Bunny, second base Bugs Bunny, third right. base Bugs Bunny, shortstop Bugs Bunny. That that. That's what the dog would have to do. It would have to fill every position pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, I just, again, the Philly is just the step behind, you know, couldn't couldn't go with it. Couldn't get it. Had to give it to the, who they give it to, the assistant coach, Neville or something? I don't even know, yeah. you guys. I've been so busy. It's, that maybe Lenny is there for all I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lenny. Under a pseudonym or some sort. Lenny's going to outlive all of us. We're definitely going to be dead, like looking down on the earth and being like, "When's this guy going to go?" And he's he's gonna, he lives to like 130. The, the, the Walking Dead. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be zombies and Lenny Dykstra, because <laughs> the zombies are still like, "I ain't touching him." Yeah, yeah. Just they're just kind of like surrounding him, looking weird, and he's like, "Come on, come on, come on." 
I uh, speaking of, of zombies and, and life and whatnot, I read recently they have a bit. Scientists have been able to de-age a mouse, and they said basically they took two mice, uh, you know, uh, from the same litter, so brother or sister, brother whatever it is, and they let one age, and the other one they gave whatever treatment is, and they're able to dial back his age. Um, which means, Mike, ultimately, we know where this is going. Yes, young rats forever. Yes. <laughs> I hate old rats. Uh, <laughs> no. De-aging. Um, you, are you, you know, we're approaching our, our, our midlife here, I guess you can say, um, according, you know, shit, we might be over midlife um, for all we know. Um, if, 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 let's say, next 10, 15 years are like, okay, we have cleared the mice. We've gone on to sheep. We've gone on to monkeys. We've gone on to pigs. Are you down to sign up to, to get de-aged a little bit? Let's say 20 years from now, you're 60-ish, 60-whatever, and they're like, look, man, we can drop your age. You're going to feel like you did 20 years ago, and you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. Are you in or are you in or out? I mean, I guess that's one question. So they de me, so I feel feel 20 years younger am i still looking like a 60 year old raggedy ass because then you're you're like that 30 year old that goes into the teenage club and everybody all of them are staring at you and they're like no no one of you and it's just like very awkward and everything so you're you you're assuming in in however many years you're just going to be a raggedy ass is what you're going to look like you're just going to let yourself just I mean, completely fall apart when was the last time I got a haircut? Yeah, that um, is true. You're not, you know, you're not doing enough with your long hair. I mean, it is so long. I, I, I want like the shoulders. I want braids one week. I want weird multiple ponytails the next week. I want the one ponytail with the multiple um, uh, ties in it. I want you to get weird with the cornrows. I, I need to see more creativity from you. Well, a little peppy long stockings action going there. Braids. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I want it gelled back completely so it's just really creepy no, I'm looking. I'm going to gel it forward. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to... I, I'm going to take the rules and throw them out the door when I do this kind of stuff. Cousin, cousin it style. You know, like cousin it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like in I'll for just have a bunch of crunchy hair in front of my eyes. I'll be like, yeah, this is. This I'm, is in, I'm in for the de-aging, man. Like, I, I, I am in. Um, you know, I, I chase my son around because he's a maniac. And mm. my knees hurt. I'm tired. I have a hard time keeping up with him. Uh, you know, and I just think sometimes like, oh, man. You know, he's only one and a half or whatever he is. You know, I want to still be able to, like, you know, intimidate him, beat him in basketball and sports when he's, like, 15, 16. I don't want to be, like, old dad. He's just, like, dunking on and and just, you know, like, he doesn't want to play with me. I want to, I want to be, you know, so 15 years I'll be, like, you know, what do I be? Uh, 52 or something like that. Yeah, some, yeah 52. I can't do math. Fifty three. I want to be, I want to be de aged back to this age. You know, I want to be okay. I got a chance. You know, I can still hold my own a little bit. I want to be. I'm, I'm down to 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 stay on this earth for quite a while. Well, I, I feel you're missing the point here. So, 
you can't keep up with your kid now. Now he's one and a half. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just keep on injecting him with the stuff, <laughs> bring him back to like six months where he can't walk. And then it's like, oh, this is beautiful. I could I sit back, relax, have a beer. The just, kids are just sleeping all day. Oh, man. I remember, you know, those first couple of weeks are really hard because you're adjusting to the sleep schedule and all that. Mm-hmm. But they don't do anything. They literally don't. You just feed them and then change yeah. their diaper. That's it. I remember just like, I remember coming home from the hospital and the World Series was on, I think, because he was born October 20th. So that would make sense, right? Timing wise, right? Yeah. Um, yep. I think it was a it World Series. October 18th, the prophecy will come true, mm-hmm. but continue. Yeah. And uh, I just remember being like, yeah, like to my wife, you can go take a nap. I got this. And he just sat on a pillow thingy next to me, and I like had a nice beer and watched the world. I'm like, this is easy. I got this dad thing. Now, fast forward, he is just – his new thing is just taking something and just throwing it over his head backwards no matter what it is. It could be like a soft, stuffed animal, or it could be like a, a heavy toy car or your cell phone or any, and it just flies up into the air and lands somewhere. So it's constantly – you're dodging something. He's pulling the dog's ears. He goes to pull the dog's dong every once in a while, and the dog's like, oh, oh, and he's like we're like, ah, stop it, stop it. You know, like, um, <laughs> pulls his ears. That is not your toy red rocket, okay? <laughs> no. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, the dog's getting up there in age, and, you know, he wants nothing to do with it, so we got to separate them sometimes. And now he's getting, he's getting crazy. Like, I would de-age my dog, I'll tell you that much. They don't have long lives, so I would de-age my yeah. dog if I could. In a millisecond, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, like, it's so funny because my son's, like, starting to to speak, like, better. Like, you know, there's starting, there's words coming out, but. Kind of like me. Yeah, yeah. You, you, are you, you've taken eight years on the show to start putting some sentences together. He's, he's, you know, a year and a half, and he's, he's starting to get some words, and, but he calls everything that has a wheel a car. So, oh. and he goes car, car every time, car, 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 and he says it all the time. And you know, I'll show him a book. It's like my red tractor, where the tractor is just towing different animals and stuff. Doesn't point to the animals ever. Every single page, it goes, car, car. Next page, car, car. I'm like, no, it's tractor, car, car. And I'll be like, look at the pigs. Let's count the pigs, car, car. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's his thing, man. Well, you know, well, <laughs> uh, He's going to get some kind of job. He's 18 years old. He's going to find some job where he can point out cars and throw stuff over his head. You're going to be so proud of him. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my little shade there. Yeah. And like just today, I was reading him a book about different types of trucks. And he'll be like, car, car. I'm like, no, it's a truck. Car, car. And, you know, each page is a different type of truck, like a fire truck, uh, you know, a tow truck, a dump truck. No, every To him, this is how the book is. Page one, car, car, and car, car. Page two, car, car, and car, car. You know, like the whole book apparently has two words on every page. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be a, a bicycle, the vacuum cleaner, car, car. You know, we're like, oh boy, um, this might take some. That was my first book I wrote. Uh, you told me nobody would enjoy it, and look what happened. <laughs> I've worked for years and all, just putting car, car on every page, and you're like, Burlu, this doesn't make sense. I'll be like, wait for it. 
<laughs> here we are today. Yeah. As good as we heard some of your stories, Mikey's car car was not one of my favorite uh, reiterations of your. We we haven't heard one of your stories in in, in a very long time. Your your. Yeah, I don't even know where the book <laughs> is to be honest with you. No I mean, thing. we we heard so many great ones, like my friend Blackie. Uh, <laughs> All right, uh, we, we got a preface. When you say that, <laughs> when you say that story name, we have to preface that Blackie was a bird, and the story was when I was like in the second grade, okay, <laughs> or the fifth grade, or something like that. It, I did like the listeners here, then they go, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike's not, Mike's trying not to get canceled from the uh, from the podcast at the moment. So yeah, it was a. It was a not a person named Blackie, or that he called yeah. Blackie. <laughs> uh, we heard, and no, it wasn't like an inner meaning to it, and all. There's uh-huh. no uh-huh. special thing where no. you're like, no. all along that guy was black. <laughs> <laughs> what about? Uh, didn't we hear? What was it? Cinderella. Um, you had a twist a on Halloween one. Uh, it's, I remember it's something with Cinderella. Oh, Inderella. Inderella. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Burler wrote a story called Inderella. Very original, Mike. Just dropping the C off the name of a of an established princess. Yeah, they don't they don't own the copyright to that Disney. <laughs> so I, I got them. I got them. You had one about like feeding deer in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We, uh, there was one about a guy like they robbed this city like at like two thirty seven every day for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, I just found out a weird, funny story about when I was a kid. My brother called me the other day. He Facetimed me. He's like, "Hey, you remember? Do you remember what he was talking to his kids? He's like, "Do you remember what song you said that you could you bet me that you could listen to?" The entire ride from here to Lake George, which is like a three, three and a half hour ride. And I'm like, no, I don't. He apparently, I told him I could listen to Weird Al Yankovic's George of the Jungle for the entire ride of a car ride. Um, Ooh. And apparently, I didn't make it. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's not even one of Weird Al's great tracks. Like if it, if it was like Eat It maybe or uh, mm-hmm. Amish Paradise or something like that. I decided that I he, I would try to bet my brother that I could um, I could listen to George of the Jungle for about three hours straight. Now, did he make that song for the movie or was this a parody song? I don't know. Or? This is what it sounds like though, and it's not not a great tune. It's a theme song. Yeah, this this ain't grabbing me, Scott. I gotta be honest. I, I I might have words with you if I'm in the truck going up to Lake George. Once you hit that repeat one too many times. I mean, that's a good baseline. So apparently that's what I said I could listen to for nearly four hours in a car. Like, he didn't even weird Alec. That's literally the song 
Nope. Yep. I'm I'm confused why you pick Weird Al's version over like the original version itself. I don't know. I me and my cousin, uh, we my my cousin. I had a tendency like uh, when when I was younger to like love what my cousin was doing like what he was into so like if he was into star wars i was like i like star wars you know like because we'd hang out every once in a while that was so cool the stuff he was into um uh, but he was really into madonna at one point um and madonna's rain came song rain uh i know the story yeah yeah um so it's not it's not really a story Per se, but we used to uh, sing this song, uh, and and I thought it was a good song back then. And what we used to do, his brother would come in the room, and we'd be like, "Hi, Joel," and we would seductively talk to him at like fifth grade, fourth grade, and we'd be like, "Lock." We'd lock the doors on him and like pull the shades down. Really creepy vibe. And we would all of a sudden just play. Hey, Joel, why don't you have a seat on that couch? Yeah. And then we would start, and then we would start like lip singing this to him. I feel it. I believe this was one of your shenanigans showdown uh, options. I think that was a 20 pointer to reenact the Blame It on the Rain video. Come down like rain Wash away my sorrow Take away my pain Your love's coming down like rain I don't know. used to listen to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack on repeat all the time. Ghostbusters soundtrack. I guess my taste in music really didn't develop until a little bit later. If it came from a movie, Scott Brennan, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the key. Did like, Madonna's Rain like, come from a movie? There's a possibility. Not most of her stuff came from a movie. <laughs> uh, like I, I could just see her singing it during like a league of their own. Have you? Yeah. Have you seen her like try to be like relevant still, like showing her ass and being half naked and all plastic faced? I have not heard from her in a while. I mean, you. Her and me used to be tight and everything, but um, oh yeah, 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 she'd be like, "Yo, you know, back in the day, yo, Mikey Burles, I'm thinking about this new song," and you're like, "Yeah, I don't yeah. know, Madonna." Um, you, well, you call her by her real name, which is what again? Uh, Maddie Dones. Maddie Dones. Maddie. Yeah, M A T T Y space Dones. Really? What Maddie? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So she's just like I caught mean, it. If you. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like Madonna, but she didn't want to put her real name out there because she knew she would blow up one day. So that's why she kind of just played with it. You know? Now, you, you, you haven't. I don't think you've ever told this to the listeners on the podcast, but probably not. You, you met Madonna and actually like kept in touch with her for several like years. Like, I think you told me like like two years, something like that. No, that was longer than that. I mean, we. Our friendship went a while and a good couple decades. We went uh, a couple you know, decades. Well, I mean, we couldn't hang out because, you know, she's Madonna and she blew up and everything. But, you know, back in the day, it would be a party line in the 80s or whatever. And maybe she, we pen pal. Each wait, wait, other. wait, wait. Go back to the beginning. How, like, yeah. 
the story that you told me on how you guys met and your families met it was pretty wild. Please tell. Please tell. Like describe it for the listeners. Well, I mean, she she came from like a farm life, and Maddie Dones. That grew, is, Maddie Dones right. was a farmer girl, and uh, you know she didn't even go to school. She was homeschooled a lot, but uh, living the farm life. That's when they like sell fruits and vegetables on the street, you know, apple cider. That, that's where I met her originally. Uh, like we were around the same age and, you know, the parents would be like, oh, we're out of like cucumbers or whatever. So we'd go down to the local stand and Maddie Dones would be there with uh, all her vegetables, whatever. And we used to chit chat and, uh, you know, she, she didn't really understand the party life. And I told her, man, you got to, Got to start going out and while maybe sneak out when uh, Pops goes to sleep, get back at 4 a.m. to milk the cows. And you think that might have been the inspiration for Papa Don't Preach? You know, I never put two and two together, but Scott, it makes Papa Don't Preach. I'm in trouble deep. Papa don't preach. Returning my vegetable. I heard that was the the original lyrics. But. That was, yeah, that, that makes sense. I remember her sending those original lyrics, but then they, you know how Hollywood is. They need to jazz it up. To yeah, make it a little risque. Public. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think um, when she got into that party life, she, you know, she was so thankful, and you know that's when she met all our musical friends or whatever. And we kept in touch for the longest time, but nothing recently. I got to be honest. I probably haven't sent boo to her since like 2003 or so. So like you haven't even really communicated her via cell phone at all. It was all kind of letters and and things like that. Oh yeah. It was letters. uh, You know, she had Maddie Dones at AOL.com. I I think she had like, no, it was Maddie Dones 317 because there were a lot of Maddie Dones on AOL for some reason. That's true. That's true. uh, There's nothing worse than Maddie Dones 1. No, Maddie Dones 2. No, she... No, he kept going. Real quick before we get to our guest, um, you told me you're pretty sure that you were the inspiration for Material Girl um, and the lyrics and whatnot. I don't really believe you, but I mean, well, you 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 read too much into it. Again, the musical world put this into like a. Lack of a better term, a prima donna wow. looking for okay. stuff. Again, this was a farm girl. So, like, it, while we're hanging out, sometimes she would have to go out to the lumber yard and Madonna in a lumber yard. That's, yeah, it's amazing. How, she, for, what a turn you know, from a country girl selling vegetables to like a girl with a pointy bra talking about how she's keeping her baby. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're at this uh, lumber yard and we're getting a, a bunch of materials and I'm like God, every time we come here you over shop and oh you're such a material girl Maddie Dones and she yeah. just laugh it off or whatever oh you're so cute and whatever did you but, did you guys uh, ever hook up nah no, it was come on come on you, it was why are you being so bashful man that's yeah, not what you told yeah. me no, no, that's not what you told me. That's not what you told me. Yeah, we okay. 
his friends, maybe a couple benefits here and there. I don't, no. you know, I, I don't want to brag. No way. It, it, was, it was basically a friend thing. Once in a blue moon when they spiked the cider and we had a little too much, you know, maybe all uh, grabbings and Just holdings. Just like a prayer. Michael Burlew's there. She pulls my hair. He takes me everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I mean... You you never cease to amaze me because, you know, sometimes you, you come to me with, like, these stories. Like, yeah, I went to Disney World. We bought robots. But then we learn more about you, and people are offering to swing with you. Uh, we, we, we learn that you, uh, you, people want you to mail order their bride or, or get, them, you know, get them a green right. car. Right. Um, we learn about your, your quick check freezer endeavors, things you've done in the freezer. And then mm-hmm. you wait till episode 404 and tell us about you and Madonna. Not like you and, like, I don't know, the backup singer for Phil Collins or something like that. This is Madonna we're talking about. Well, I mean, one, I don't brag, and two, to be honest, I got better stories than to bring stuff up like that about an old friend, you know? I mean, she's she's so sweet, and she always made my little dones to me, but uh, to be honest, it's not something I need to talk about because what I generally talk about in my regular day-to-day is way more amazing to this audience, and that's why I bring it. I mean, everybody knows about Madonna, so I'm not going to put this podcast in a direction where we're totally different from anybody else. We tackle the important things. You you podcast. think she'd still know you recognize you? Ah, she'd play it off probably. Yeah. I mean she's she doesn't like to like uh publicize who her friends are being how big she is and worry does, about, you know, Does the wife does the wife know about this? Uh I mean I think we chatted about it once. Uh I, I think it was like we were cool all, it's it. a small world, and uh, I just brought up. Uh, yeah, by the way, I had a thing with but Maddie Don'ts for a bit. I mean, she had to Google it to find out that was Madonna. But. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know a better segue to a guest, and I think we, we might have to talk a little bit more about that down the line. But um, so today's guest, I'm very excited about because. Well, not just because, but one reason is because in a week's time, so this is coming out on Monday, in five days' time on the 17th, I'll be performing with him um, at Bolero Snort Brewery, uh, which is in Carlstadt, New Jersey. But um, I've been a big fan of this guy for a long time. I loved his show, Three Sheets. Um, Then it kind of turned into Drinking Made Easy on another network, and then Chug came out. And he's even been putting episodes called Four Sheets on, on, I think he self-produces it. Um, and he, he's been a host of uh, a bunch of TV shows. He's um, he's doing a comedy tour now, all through breweries across America. And it's a pretty it's a pretty dense tour that that this guy's doing. So I'm very very honored to open up. I'm doing a couple minutes up up front. Uh, we had him on almost 250 episodes ago, which is which is wild. I think it was 162. Um, yeah, so he was there with a bug chef. Yeah, so quite a long time ago, several years. So um, we're going to get Zane Lamprey back on the line here. And um, again, if you are in New Jersey or you're local, uh, come on out to the tour, the Logger Than Life tour. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm going to do my set, and then I'm going to be hanging out, looking forward to watching Zane's set. So um, it's going to be a good time. So without further ado, here is Zane Lamprey. 
Hi, Zane. Are you in a? Huh? Are you in a are, beer are store? Yeah, guys. Guys, <laughs> I'm in. A, I, I'm in uh, the the green room uh, of a brewery, which is very often a supply closet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw you posted a video last night. You were there was a lot more bottles though. This one literally looks like you're not near plastic cups or something. I you know um, that's exactly right. I should I should post this one because this is this is pretty impressive this is a, this is a new brewery in um uh in minneapolis called heavy rotation okay and um sure. yeah so last year we did uh Uda pills up here and then ken who was kind of running that uh opened his new brewery so we're here um tonight and tomorrow nice nice you um you you have the most uh we've interviewed we've done 400 episodes of this show plus and you had the most specific time i've ever gotten for an interview 737 was the the official start time of this interview it, you know so so i'm on the road i'm doing <laughs> um i did 147 Jesus. stand-up shows at, at 147 breweries last year right and i'm on tour this year and then, where, where are you guys? Are you guys Long Island? We're in Jersey. We're in Jersey. Oh, Jersey. He's in Jersey. Jersey. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Georgia. Yeah, got yeah. it. Okay, yeah. So you know, I'll be there. Uh, what's the date? Do you know the date I'm there? Yeah, the seventeenth. I'll be there. I'll be there with you. Seventeenth. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're you're opening. You're doing yeah. the opening standup. That, that's it. Like on a, on a scale of one yeah. to ten, where does that rank in your comedy career? Performing with me. Uh, but, um, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> in there for, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we, we've had a lot of local openers. I was going to do exclusively local local openers, but I have an opener from L.A. Yeah. who's traveling. His name is Nick, Nick Jarrett. He's fantastic. Yeah. But when we've had local openers, it's great. Sometimes mm. it's great. Sometimes it's not mm -hmm. great, but it's still great. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you're, you're different. Like, you got chops. Like, like, I watched your stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, you're you're on like you're not, you're not you know how many times have you gotten up on on, on stage me uh i don't know i've been yeah. do, I'm doing this for like 10 10 years or let's so let's start interviewing so. scott yeah i don't know let's get scott, I, no, where did you get your comedy genius from out of curiosity <laughs> oh, it was from, i it, i listen it's from you mike it, it's it's very clear it's very clear that yeah screw you it's very clear that like you've 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 like you're 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 a pro. Like I was watching your stuff, and like Thank you. you weren't just doing your stand up. You were talking about the venue, you know, and you had some thoughts that you had. Like I could tell before you got on stage, and like you you were very present with the with the audience. I'm like, no, I, I like I get I get you know basically submission videos all the time. Yours yeah. yours, in a, yours isn't a submission video. Yours is like here's here's my chops, and yours was great. Like I. I didn't watch yours as a, as a submission video. I watched yours as like, oh, I'm, I'm watching this. I'm having a good time. This is I fun. appreciate that uh, for, for sure. No, yeah. I, we maybe, had to, we, maybe at some point I can open for you. Is what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'll send you. I'll send you a tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we had you on this show. Uh, we were just talking before you came on. Almost a hundred and uh, two hundred fifty episodes ago. Uh, wow. And this was before like oh. the Zoom thing kind of became. I don't know, relatively normal. So yeah. we were doing it by phone yeah. and like not seeing people. And it, it's weird now. I can't even think about doing a phone interview anymore. Like I, you know, like I got to see yeah. you in front of the, the plastic cups and uh, the, the yeah. thing. It, yeah. It's just a very strange, yeah. um, 
phenomenon that happened over the last four years or so uh, where everything's like, yeah and, yeah and 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 definitely within the last two years oh, yeah. um i actually and, and by the way just back to your to, to answer the original co- uh, question which i usually diverge from the um i i'm here doing my stand-up in this brewery which is why i'm in this broom closet yeah. and um, <laughs> and so i do i do a vip q a mm-hmm. from seven until seven thirty. right and it never ends quite at seven thirty. no so i knew i had mm-hmm. to get back to the green room and get my computer going and I, it would take me about seven minutes and yeah. so you know it took me eight you were cracking me up though you're like Oh, we'll do seven thirty. I get on stage. We'll do this to eight oh five. I get on stage. I'm like, man, you can, we can cut it shorter and give you some breathing room. Yeah. Like you're gonna, it's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's okay. You like, know? I'll, I'll literally have to, like, I'll, I'll bring my computer with me to the stage. Like, okay, and cut and action. <laughs> so, um, it's, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was, I was gonna say. So, like, you, you did that. I know you did that massive tour. I guess was it last year or a year and a half ago? With I remember seeing the amount of dates you're doing. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's like you know, basically everywhere. What made you kind of like retool and do the brewery thing again? It, it Was it a complete success the first time? So you're like, let's do this you again? Know, so what's so funny that you say that it, like in this moment, because I, I, so yeah, I did 147 shows um, on my um, laughs and drafts. That's a lot, tour. man. That's a lot. And it was a lot. It was a lot. And what's great. And you, you understand this is that, I got better and better and better. Like the, the material got better and tighter and stuff got kicked out. New stuff came in. And at the end, um, I did my stand-up special in Los Angeles right. uh, in March. Right. I laid it all out there. I did two shows in the in uh, the brewery, B-R-U-E-R-Y. Like they do all the barrel aging stuff. One and of my they favorites. Turned their yep. barrel house. They turned it in the, the most amazing, beautifully beautiful set. And I did the stand-up for like two, 300 people. Uh, every uh, it's the, for each show. It's the best size crowd then, too. 200, two, 200 to two fifty, three hundred is the best. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's where the laughter kind of works its way through and around, and it's like. But it's, it stays. It doesn't. It doesn't drift into the yeah. theater atmosphere somewhere. Uh-huh. You know? yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. And so and so I, in my mind, I retired that material, and so like I'm done. Even though the special, like the special, just finally got cut. And now we're talking to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon to see, you know, where it ends up. But like, to me, it's like, I, I'm putting it to bed. And so I just had a conversation with my brother right before I did this Q and a, like 45 minutes ago. And he's like, you coming back to Philly? I'm like, yeah, I'll be there on the 18th. I'll be there right after the show in Jersey. Yep. And, um, and he's like, uh, I'm like, you should come bring your friends. He's like, well, it's fine. I've seen it. No, asshole. It's a, it's a different show. Yep. Like it's new material, yeah. and, I, and 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 so that's it. It's like, yeah, I'm doing it at breweries because it's worked out so well. We've sold out so many shows. It's been so much fun. I, the craft beer community that those they are my people. Yep. And and it's so great seeing the same people. And so like, yeah, now I'm out there. I'm both. I'm both doing my show. You know, like doing my stand up every night with new material, new jokes, new stories. And I'm also honing in my next special, right. which will record you your know, teeth. Next, yeah. next February yeah. or March. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it did, so the short answer is yes. It was so successful, we decided to to, to continue it, to, to keep doing it. Well, it's funny you say that because I reached out to you. One, because I've always been – I was a big fan of all your shows um, down the line uh, from Three Sheets on. We'll get to that in a minute. 
Um, but I know we had you on, and then I'm like, the other reason was I've never been to Bolero Snort yet, and I do all the, I'm the same way. I'm, I do all the Jersey breweries and check them out. We go with yeah. my wife, we bring my kid, and I was like, you know what, let's just reach out and see if, you know, and me and my wife will make a date night out of it and come come meet yeah. Zane in person. So um, that yeah. is that yeah. is kind of the, the genesis of all of this, so. They, those guys are so amazing. Every brewery is unique, but every brewery is a brewery and there's no, there's no other business. I challenge anyone to tell me another business that's like this, where a new brewery opens and the breweries around there, not even knowing these guys support them. And if a brewery runs out of hops, they'll, they'll give you hops. If, if you, if you're having trouble, they'll come help, help fix your, Kenny line they'll come and help you resolve an issue they'll help do a, a collaboration with you like they they support each other and the people in the in the craft beer industry are like genuinely like good you know like salt of the earth yep. nice yep. nice people and so going around to different breweries every night it's a treat because you get welcome you get open arms welcoming every time you go into a brewery and you get to go to a different brewery every, every time and they're all different like bolero snort is so fucking Jersey. It's crazy. It's like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, like I couldn't even, I couldn't even hear the guy uh, over the jingling of his gold chains, but like it was, you know, you know, as, as, as he pulled up in his IROC, like, how did you maintain that car? That's amazing. Ironically, it was like, it ironically, was, we yeah. had those guys on the, the first, week or or first year they were opening we were at a brew fest and we were just starting our podcast at the same time right. and did a podcast from the brew fest so it's like it's all coming full circle that's how i was like maybe i can go do yeah. some time yeah. with zane oh you know? I, i'm i'm so excited to do that show i think that was the biggest show we did last year i don't know if it was like 400 people or something like that and I, it's so much fun you have a hard time leaving yeah. but um nick our opener he, he, he drives, so he doesn't drink until he gets to the hotel. That's his thing. And so we, so we like, you know, we, we do our drives at night. And the reason we do our drives at night is because otherwise we would absolutely uh, stay and hang out. Yep. We have, yep. have a hangover every single morning. Mm-hmm. And so now we're able to mitigate that to some some extent, depending <laughs> on the length of our drive. You know, like 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 we're in Minneapolis, and last night we were in Madison. If you look at that on a map, you know that that's that was that's four hours. But um, but like uh, it's we we got it all locked down. We're having so much fun, and it's so funny because I'm going back to Los Angeles um, on Friday in two days. Um, and my wife is like, hey, when you get back, you want to get out of town? I'm like, sure, honey. Like, no, no, honestly, I yeah, don't want to yeah. get home for a second. Yeah. Yeah. But she's been in L.A. She's got ants in her pants. So, like, all right, let's go. So I land. And the next day we go to Sequoia. We go to national parks as much as we can. It's the best. So we go to Sequoia National Park for two days. I come home. And then I'm home for two days. And then fly out to Patchogue. And then, um, you know, work my way um, down through Jersey and all the way down to uh, uh, Virginia. Yep. Very nice. Now, yeah. but this being your second time, how do you create your tour schedule? Are you going to the breweries and saying, hey, I want to come back? Or are breweries like, hey, I'm just opening up. Can you come here? I would love to see you. Um, it's absolutely a mix for sure. Um, the, the, the breweries that we had the most fun at and like, and it was very synergistic, synergistic like, like Bolero Snort, it was great. We sold a lot, a lot of tickets. They sold a ton of beer. They had a great night. We had a great night. Perfect. Let's do it again. Done. Let's do it whenever you want. And so, like, 
anytime it worked out, which is really most of the time, we're just going back to the same places. Yep. Last time we, we last time it was coming out of COVID and the breweries and Madison weren't really sure. But this year we went to Great Great Dane uh, Pub and Pub and Brewery, and they um, we had a great night with them, and they want to do it again. So you know we're we're it it's the way that I've always done it, and and this is a humble brag, but like like I I got I have, I have great people that that I surround myself with. Yep. And whether we're going in to do a shoot of three sheets or four sheets or chug or, or drinking it easy, like we have a great crew. We have really nice, respectful people. Um, you know, oh, let me help you clean up or whatever you guys need. Or whatever. And like, and like, they just like, we leave good vibes and they, right. they want to have us back and they tell their friends. And then, you know, so like, Oh, I got my friend, you did my friend's brewery in, in uh, Detroit. We got a brewery in Savannah. We'd love to have you come down and do here. And like, and then we start talking to them and we got, Trent, who's our tour manager, books it all, and uh, he stays he stays bu- busy booking it and then doing the promotion of it and stuff like that. But you know, we sell out most shows, which is fantastic. I, mean, I, I will I will say like one thing I was really impressed by was you know where I was trying to to line up this interview, and I'm like talking with Trent and talking with you and back and forth, and I looked at your tour. I'm like, dude, this guy's got a show on not comedy night you got you got a show on monday nights tuesday nights sunday night i'm like yeah. i i'm yeah. so envious of this cuz like you know it's always the friday saturday and like i'm leaving my kid behind you know all you know leaving yeah. the wife at home yeah. i'm like i would die for like a nice monday night tuesday night wednesday night tour um and you've been able that to figure year, that out and make it work which is yeah. really cool if you if you look at the routing of it and stuff like that um it's like last year we took off a lot of Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays. Right. But that means that I'm paying for a whole crew to be on the road and just hanging out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I'd rather do a show. And so like, you know, we did it. We, we knew the anchor of this tour that we're on, like right now we did a route. Like, so we did Detroit down through a, uh, Lansing, Kalamazoo, uh, Chicago for two nights, then Milwaukee, Madison, and then two shows in Minneapolis. And so, like, Chicago, we did a great show in Naperville. We did a great show last year. And, I mean, we sold, like, 600 tickets and for, for two nights. And um, so we knew that they would do a Saturday night. So that's our anchor. So we kind of build it around that. And then we do a, another Sunday in Chicago. Right. And then we did a Monday in, in Milwaukee. And, hey, Milwaukee, they like to drink. They like to have a good time. So <laughs> yeah. we, had no, really? we had no trouble selling tickets on a Monday. And especially because it's in, it's kind of in the summer. You know what I mean? Like in the winter, you might not. A Monday is more like a, it gets dark early and people are less yeah. likely to go out. Right. But now it's like, you know, stays light, light later. And uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing well on those days. So this is actually show number eight eight nights in a row and tomorrow night yeah. is the ninth show it's yeah I don't, we talked about it we haven't done it before and someone's like wow you guys work every day i'm like no we have every day off we just work every night uh, yep. so i don't know <laughs> the, the the difference is is that we get to sleep in yeah it's a big deal you know when you don't have to set your alarm you get the, the sleep that you need to kind of repair what yeah. you did before i i kind of wanted to ask you i was thinking thinking of this um as we were preparing you know for tonight and whatnot i you know your 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 brand or whatever you want to call it has been based through beer people drink people amazing shows and, and revealing local drinks and whatnot and you know now you're doing the stand-up at the breeze is it hard to like is the 
biggest misconception that like, hey, after the show, Zane's going to get drunk with us and, and hang out all night. And like, I know Burt Kreischer talks about this. Like, he's like, everyone thinks I'm going to have like shots and drinks with them every night because I was like the party guy at one point. Like, do you get yeah. a lot of that? Um, I do. But the thing is, is like, I, at the end of the show, I go to the merch table and I'm standing back there just because that's where I kind of like lay up. Right. And I, I sign stuff and I take photos with people and I, I do it until the last person's gone. Yeah. So, so like, you know, I, I, I want people to have an amazing experience. And for me, we do it at great breweries. So the moment that they walk in the door, I know that the brewery is going to take care of, take care of them and make it a special night. I know that we're going to get up there on stage and we're going to do our best to give them a great show. Right. And then, and then it's not like I just go disappear and then, you know, I, you know, do my own thing. Like, no, I, I hang out. I answer any questions people have. I take selfies, like, you know, whatever, listen to stories. And then again, I'm, I'm, I do it until there's nobody left every every single night. And, and is that sometimes involved doing some shots or having some beers? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Thank you very much. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're going to all these breweries and having a time. I got, everybody has their own taste. What has been like a beer style or ingredient that you see all the time? It's kind of like, oh, my, my taste buds can't take this anymore. Is there anything? You know, yeah, there, there, there is, um, I remember, like, I was, I, I was, he, I was in the craft beer world doing my shows when there were only three thousand breweries in the country, you yep. know, and 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 everyone that was coming out, um, you know, since the two, early two thousands and whatever, for like a decade, everybody had to have their their IPA their West coast IPA, their triple IPA, just like the hoppiest thing that they could make and out, out hop each other. Yep. And I <laughs> yep. was just like, you're hundred percent right. They, yep. they're gonna, <laughs> I'm like, they're going to start doing loggers because like, yeah, everyone, look, we, we needed a break. We needed a break from all the, the, the macro fizzy yellow beers that we've been all drinking for the last few decades. And so we got it on all these amazing beer styles. But at the end of the day, I don't always want something that's going to, you know, wake up my, t- my taste buds. Sometimes, sometimes I just want a beer and, mm-hmm. and I get to have all these different lager styles and, you know, you'll call them session, you know, session beers, whatever it is, or lower ABVs. So I can actually have a few of them because again, at one point everyone was going um, really hoppy and they were going really high ABV. They're going super imperial, double imperials, and stuff like that. Yeah, three and million like, look, IBUs. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, it, like it'll explode once it hits your calling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love I love to taste new beers, but I just want to drink a beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to have a beer, and that doesn't mean I want to have a light beer. I just want to have a regular lager. I'll have a Bach or I'll have a Kolsch or you know a half or whatever. Um, I just like to have the session beers and like, you know, this guy, like from, from going up there, like you can have, you can go to get to a point as a standup where you can have like a half a beer and it just takes off that light edge, you know, always one beer before the show. That's what I like to do. That's it. That's it. One beer, one beer. And I'll have a half to have a beer and then I'll walk on stage with my second beer and I'll have that. I'm the, I, the, that's literally I'm my exact ratio. I walk up with yeah. one. I have one before. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. Nope. And and so and sometimes I'll start my third beer as I'm up there because sometimes people get the kick out of me chugging it or whatever. So I I'll have anywhere from two to three beers, two yep. to two and a half beers. Right. And um, from you know, look, it's it, my job is to entertain, and I need to make sure these people are having a good time. I'll have a good time if they're having a good time. Yeah. But I tell them like, look. The the more you drink, the funnier I will get. It does not work the opposite. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Ha- ha- haven't you done that show where you drank too much and the booze oh my God. starts telling the jokes? Oh my God! You know, or or you're you're just grasping for lines that you knew you know yeah. they're supposed to be there, and you're like, my my, yeah. my brain's dead. My brain's dead. Like yeah. I can't get them. I can't <laughs> yeah. get yeah. them fast enough. And yeah. you're like, yeah. anybody married out there? Like the. Ne- <laughs> You know, <laughs> you just go to like a. Where are my single people? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You go to some yeah. shitty. Sir, where are you from? Yeah, some yeah. shitty crowd yeah. work line. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, so let me ask you when when. Yes, by the way, that, that, by the way, that's not to say that I don't break break my rule every now and then. You know, so. Yeah. Hey, Sorry, every once in a while, yeah. you find the venue where you could get comfortable and and do your thing. When or um, if it's the if, sometimes it's the crowd. Like if the crowd is really amped and they're really, at, you know, they got after it, then I'm like, I'm starting to hate you. I better get drunk with you so I like become one of you, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you um, now, I know you've always kind of dabbled in stand up and you did hosting, and, and we all know like the, like the most successful hosts on like TV shows and things have always seemed to have like a background in comedy, like it, it, for whatever reason it is. When did you like? But but when did you decide like okay now I'm going to commit to this and really be like stand up's my thing like I did my I did the chug I did the uh, three sheets and drinking made easy what made you shift to like okay now I'm going back on the road and, and I'm going to hone this craft what what made you stick your teeth into that you know I I I, I did it in 2012 I did a tour or 2011. Anyway, I did a drinking mid easy tour, two tour buses, two openers. We did we shot TV shows, you know, during the day. We did stand up at night, and I was the producer and the writer yeah. and the executive, you know, yeah. and like and the director. And so like there, I I put all of my eggs into the basket of making the show as good as it could be, and I and I and I, I didn't do I, I didn't do stand up after that. Right. And I always missed it. And then I was like, all right, I'm in 2019. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And of course, COVID hit. So then <laughs> that stopped that. Yep. And so, and so now um, I started doing it on June 3rd, um, 2021. And I'm on show 160. I don't know, something like that. Yep. And, and I'm, and I'm in my element and people are like, I, I mean, it, look, you're, people are having a good time with yeah. the standup. And, and, if, yeah. and if and if another show pops up, I'll fit it in. But I'm but I'm never going to stop doing stand up. I'm you, never going to I'm never going to take a break mm-hmm. from it again. Shouldn't. Yeah. Nope. But uh, like my like you were, you're so good in front of a camera. What was the adjustment like from going to like Hey, I'm the host. I can interview. I could take drinks. I could I could I could hold the camera's attention. What was the the process like to get from that to holding an audience's attention? Because they only give you that they give you that five minutes of like, yeah, we know you, and then you better be funny after that. You know, that's that's exactly right. So when you when I went in to do my show, I 
um, it, this was deliberate. Um, and we talked, I talked to producers like, look, here's what I want to do. I, don't tell me what the scene's about. When I went right before we, we I, I go into it or when we walk in there, you can say like, hey, this is a family that's been making this mold wine for like seven generations and they drink it at Christmas. I'm like, great. That's all I want because yeah. I want to learn with the with the audience. Right. I don't want to go in yeah. there and and do my back, my background beforehand and know just as much as the host. I want to rely on them for the information. And so in that way, it's like improv. You do, I'm sure you've done improv. It's you. you yes. And your job is. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's your, yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Yes, yeah. yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. You, 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 you give the power to, the, to the, the person and you put the power in their hands. And then when you need to take the reins, you take the reins back. But it's really about me facilitating a conversation and keeping it going. And, and, and then I'm edited to make me look amazing. When you're doing stand-up, you have to do the editing beforehand. Oh, yeah. And it's no. great. It's, what's amazing about stand-up is people think that you are coming up with it off the cuff. And I think that's a lot of hecklers, you know, and, and people who are getting chatty are, are, are thinking that, like, you're just having a conversation. It's like, no, it's scripted. I'm just pretty good at, like, you know, at telling the story in an yeah. organic way. Sitting in so, it, yeah. So, yeah. so shut your mouth. I'm funnier than you, you know, whatever. <laughs> so... But but yeah, it's 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 really about you're telling the same you're telling the same stories every night. Um, you have to keep them fresh for you. You have to, you know, you have to adjust to the audience. I might go up and tell some some jokes, some local jokes first. Um, but like you're telling the same stuff, and then you're putting in new jokes. And like there's a joke that I've been working on. It's not landing. I don't know why it's not landing, and, and I'm killing it. Tonight. I'm like I'm not doing it tonight, and I'm excited about you know working on because I kind of came up with a new a new uh, a replacement for it, and so people don't know that. No, I know it. I'm, I'm recording every night, and then I watch my tape, and I, I I learn from it, and then I get better, and that it's cool. They're they're two completely different um, artistic expressions that use for similar sure. muscles. Yep, you know, but 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 they're different. Hosts and comedians are different. I'm just I'm I'm lucky that I'm able to do to do both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, being with going to all these breweries and being part of the communities, when you go to a place and you see something you're kind of like not sure about, do you pull like owners aside and just say, "Hey, just my piece of advice or whatever," or do you just kind of like what, like what? Well, just anything like, "Hey, maybe you should open this place up a little more." So, like, just suggestions for whether it's we'll, the people. We'll or you know, we'll we'll have suggestions for the evening. Like, hey, like, tonight, let's like do this. No dance let's, floor. Let's, no dance floor in the middle. Like, tables not yeah, 120 yeah, yeah. yards away. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen very successful breweries, and I've seen not successful breweries, and um, I don't know what I don't know what the difference is. But some people just get it, and some people don't get it. Mm-hmm. If they make yeah. great beer, if they make great beer, they stay in business. But some people make great beer and don't understand the ambiance side of it. Like they, yeah. it's fine. You want you want to do it in a um, uh, in a business park, you know, with a roll up door. That's fine. I've seen plenty of those that have done been done very very well. Yep. And I'm not talking about spending a lot of money. I'm just talking about somebody who knows. Like you make good beer, 
or you make great beer, don't think that you're also a great interior designer. <laughs> you might need to lean on you might need to lean on somebody else for yeah, that. Yeah. And well, and you you make great beer, you might not be a good marketer. It's possible that someone is, is all those things, but you just have to like for me with my apparel brand and 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 my production company, this you know, and my tour. I surround myself with people who do the things that they do better than I do. Right. That's what I've learned. That's and I've learned best. from, from yep, the breweries as well. But, but I don't say that to them on, on, on the night. Like I don't, I, I go in and I'm complimentary and look, if, if we're there, it's because we vetted them and there's things that I think they might do better, but it's not really on me to say that. If they ask me my advice, I might say it. I probably won't. Yeah. I don't, mm. it's again, again, who am I? You know, yep. Zane, I know you have to get on stage very shortly. Um, yeah. And I got uh, five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Let me see. Wait. No, I'm good. I got, I got my set list. I'm good. I got, I got my set list. Right here. Fine. Yeah. Fine. No, you've got to get on stage very show. shortly. I want you to get in yeah. your head before that and ha- have some time yeah. to relax. Um, I'm very much looking forward to just meeting you, having a beer, and telling some jokes together. Um, yeah. It, it, so come on out to Bolero Snort and Carlstadt um, on the 17th. But if not, Zane, where can people go to check out the rest of the tour? Like Mike's in Georgia. Just, I know you're in Georgia yeah. a bunch. Where should they go? If you go to zanelamprey.com, every every show is there. You can go on there. You can buy tickets. You can also watch episodes of Three Sheets. Yes. Uh, four Sheets, Drinking Made Easy. It's all free. You don't have to pay chug, for that stuff. Chug, I've stolen yep. them. Uh, yeah so if you go there you can watch all that stuff so yeah go to zanelamprey.com check it out it's it's a it's a it's a fun it's a very fun night and then my special i'll come back on when i'm plugging my special yeah after i show it to you yeah yeah so zane i i I can't wait to meet you and and hang out like i said tell some jokes but go out there and kill it in minneapolis and while i will see you in about four days five days time when this episode comes out so thank you by the way to to be to to be clear we haven't met but we're friends we are friends we are friends we are definitely we are definitely friends Um, me on the third wheel yeah. Oh, Michael, I wasn't talking. To you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, uh, Zane, let, let's just talk without Mike, real quick. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mike, Mike, I'm going to see you in Georgia. Go tell me. You email me and you tell me what show I'm going to see you at. I'll get to send you tickets, or you can <laughs> open hand. for me. Yeah, yeah. Freehand, yep. yeah, in Atlanta, perfect. Or steadyhand. <laughs> steadyhand, yeah. Freehand. Yeah, I think yeah, you have. I think go. you have perfect. four nights in Georgia. Four nights, in, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'm I'm drunk. That's okay. It's five. Zane, I, re- <laughs> I, re- I respect what you do. I've always loved uh, the uh, the tribal vibe and the beer vibe. It's, it speaks to me, which is why I reached out originally. So thanks for giving us some time. Yeah. Get back out of that closet and, and go kill tonight. Good night. You got it, brother. I'm getting out of the closet. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cheers. Take care, man. Bye. All right, Mike. Zane Lamprey. I think you just got offered the uh, opener in Georgia. Yeah, dude. Dare I say, call, don't call to come back? I mean, um, even you could double down and open five nights in Georgia or whatever it is. You can you could do a yeah. whole tour. Yeah, it's a pretty big state. I mean, I see he's going to Augusta. He's going to Savannah. He's, I, yeah, I mean, get the word out on uh, verbal shenanigans. Absolutely. Georgia statewide. Yeah, yeah. So come out of retirement, open for Zane Lamprey, push him out of the way, do the fan signatures and, and you know, Q&A with Mike Burlew. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, like before we uh, recorded, you were talking about you didn't know Edge came out of retirement in the WWE, and I told you the story how he had, like, neck problems and it was out for nine years and there was, like, 
he did a shock return and everything. Like I wanted the same thing. I wanted like the Royal Rumble where they count down three, two, one. There's alarm goes off and then my music hits and then like the whole place is like, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God, he's back. He's back. <laughs> Him? Wait, who is his sidekick? Oh my God! Madonna is walking him down the aisle. Madonna! I I do my set. There you go. You deserve it. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, excited about that show, guys. So again, if you, if you are around in the next week, um, Carlstadt, right right by East Rutherford over there. Come on out, man. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, like I said. You can sit through me. I'm only doing a couple minutes, um, but Zane Zane will uh, drop the hammer. He'll 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 bring the fun. So, Mike, I went to my first German wedding this weekend. Uh, do they do things different in that country? Is that is it that extra special? Um, it was a little interesting. Um, our our best Wait, friend. Does every country by rule have a wedding. Is I think so. I do think so. Because we we went and if you remember, I officiated my second wedding, which was this couple to get them to Germany because uh, of like visa things and COVID things. But um, they were getting officially married this year. Um, they when they got married, they had to saw a log in half. It was a German tradition where you and your spouse saw a log. You hold one end each. It's a lumberjack competition to get right. married. Yeah. So uh, that the uh, who was the Canadian lumberjack we had on here? He was yeah. he was getting married every single time he was at a competition. He was one of our first guests. Like he was in the, he was in the very first wave of like ten people. Darren Hudson, I think, or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think you got it. Uh, yeah. So I have immersed myself in the German culture. We're going over there for their third wedding, technically, because they're they're half American, half. German, so we did the American one here, and now I'm going to Germany for a wedding. In, in now, do they have to bring the wood that they cut here over to Germany? I don't to make know. It I don't know if that's going to be part of their like carry on. Um, like, yeah, yeah. I, I find it hard that the thing like uh, a nice uh, red oak is going to be able to make it on a United airline over to Germany. It would be funny though if like TSA like pulls you over for having a log. In your in your carry on, like you have, sir, you have a, a large branch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, please put that. What, what's it to you? Yeah. Um. So of course, like when I go to weddings, I just let it all. I let it all go out. I have drinks. I eat food. I talk to everyone. And this one was no different, man. I just uh, I let loose, and I, before you knew it, I was at the German table. With this girl's 90-year-old grandma, her first time coming to America, with a translator, (coughs) um, which, like most of the German people there knew English, but sitting with me, having conversation with her grandma, she was dancing on the dance floor with me. She told me she wants to take me to Dortmund, which is like a big uh, soccer city. And she's like, I can't wait till you guys come over. I've had her potato salad before, um, and her... Her, our friends have have made it. Her dad has made it when when he's been in town. Her potato salad. I had it for the first time, made by her, in America. Best potato salad I've ever had, Mike. Now, what do they do so differently, those Germans, with their salad? I don't know. She chops the the potatoes are really thin. 
but there's it's, I think it's the pickles, man. Little pickle chunks within the the potato salad, and a lot less mayo-y. It's not there's no Hellman's mayo. It's just homemade mayo. So you have to whip the mayo and everything. Um, but before you knew it, I was dancing with every German in the place. I was rocking with the Germans. I was asking them. I was making fun of them, doing jokes. I was in my element, Mike. I think I'm officially – I am German, but I think I'm officially mm-hmm. German now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good for you. Yeah. So – so first off, did you do the wedding itself? Did you? No. Uh... Well, what what's funny? What's funny? I did officiate that one because they asked me to. They they needed it to happen. I had no problem with that. And their officiant got COVID right the night before the wedding, and we have so much stuff going on. I'm like, I can't write a a new ceremony tonight. <laughs> you know, like a new something new. And I didn't say anything. And they had a replacement officiant thank god but i so i did not do that so mm. i was in the clear on that one maybe you should have done your same vows in german for the grandmother so it'd be new to her and nobody else would think you were doing the same bit right right <laughs> yeah i mean if it was me i know i would hyper uh, obsess over making completely new writing it out doing new things like it would have really stressed me out it would have been up to like four in the morning doing that stuff i just can't do it right now you could have just talked to the grandma and all that you could talk german asked her we will gherkin salad you could ask her how many pickles are in the salad as their wedding vows yeah <laughs> yeah listen it's a delicious salad it's what brought them together clearly you know the husband well, he loved the girl, but when he took a taste of that salad, he was no. like... Our, our best friends are, are Svenja, who's from Germany, and Dave. So I would be like, hey, Dave, how many pickles are in Grandma's salad? And he'd be like, six. And I'd be like, hey, Svenja, how many pickles are in Grandma's salad? And she'd be like, six. I'd be like, you may now kiss the bride. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, then you just bring other stuff. You say, she didn't see these hoes. Cut that wood. So I'd be like, now slap grandma with the wood. That's how it would translate if I tried to say that. Well, I mean, it could. I mean, I mean, she's 90 years old, Scott. She's heard everything before. She'd probably go, and there's, you know, give me a little finger wag knowing, oh, you're a spicy one there, Mr. Brendan. I'm, right I'm going to go out on the line. You know how, like, you were saying Madonna had a relative crush on you? I'm gonna go out of line here. I mean, on the on the line, Mike. I think her grandma had a crush on me. Ooh. Yep. Yep. You I could think. have said, "Du bist in wunderschön Oma." You are beautiful, grandma. Yeah, Oma is grandma. We 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 actually call her Oma because there you go. We've heard so many stories about her. Do you think, <laughs> as you get older, do you think like, what demographic do you think you're appealing to women at? Like, I think I'm so appealing to, like, 50, 60-year-olds. She's 90, by the way. But okay. I think I'm really appealing to, like, 50-year-olds. I would probably say... I I would probably say ballpark. Uh, my range would probably be about 38 to 59. <laughs> somewhere in that ballpark. Just a nice 20-year 20, 20 gap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say in that range, it's like... 
I still got stuff where if wait wait wait. So basically, what you said, you gave yourself a ten year buffer one way and a ten year buffer the other way. No, no, no. I'm I'm wait thirty eight to fifty nine. You gave yourself a thirty year buffer. I asked you. I I asked you what age. Like you got to give me a specific age that you would. You gave me one third of a life if you're lucky that you're good with. I'm appealing. What can I tell you? I can't just give you one when I know the whole group is looking at me. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good from like twenty nine to seventy eight. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty good with that range. Uh, yeah, I don't toy within twenty eight years old. So I, I figured that out a long time ago. Woo. <laughs> what was that the the owner from the Clippers? What was his name? The guy uh, Donald Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was like he probably should have figured out what age range he was best in um when you got billions of dollars the answer is above anything legal yeah yeah um yeah so german wedding went down i got offered in germany now to go hunting and make meat out of german animals i got offered to go to the warsteiner brewery which is like apparently you have to go on a golf cart because it's so big it's like miles long of beer which i'm hoping to do um and then i also got offered this is how nice the german people are i got offered somebody's house for the week and a car of theirs so i don't even have to travel like like i don't have to rent a place what is the rule can you just bring your american license and say driving I don't know. I'm just going to get on the Autobahn and figure it out. I don't, you, I don't know. You're just going to drive and the cop pulls you over. It's like, it's cool. I got a German with me. It's all right. I'm telling you, I, I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't want to go on the Autobahn that much. Kind of cre- I'm not a fast driver. So, like, I'm kind of like a, I'm a okay. five to ten miles an hour over speed limit guy. I am not a speedster. Okay, your German friend pulls you aside in the country. He's like, I'm not taking no for an answer. We're going on the Autobahn. How fast are you going? I'm not. I'm driving, or he's driving. You're, you, you are. You have to drive. You have to drive. I'll go ninety. I'm good I, with. I I'm good with ninety. That that's about it. Because I've hit ninety in the car, and I know I'm going fast. I ain't do- so you don't speed, but you hit ninety before. I have hit ninety before. I. Uh, I have never never taken the car to like 110, 120. Uh, I I remember my friend had. I think a, the truck would do well in 110. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I got the Jeep. It might get to 110, maybe. Um, what's so you got to practice for Germany? So are you, you a speed? Are you a speed guy? Are you comfortable with speed? I mean, I'm comfortable with speed, but I don't speed. I, I think uh, Jersey just. Uh, I always seem to be the one the cops found, so it's like I'd never – I just got to the point, I'm like, all right, I'd just go five over the speed limit. Like if I had to pass somebody, I'll go as far as like 15 depending on where I'm at. But like I'm yeah. not a hit it to 80 and then keep it there. I mean the, the speed limits down here are 70, so I'm – I can't wait till you have braids in your hair and you're doing seven, you're doing 85 and get pulled over. Well, if he's a German cop, I'll just say "S East Zeit Fleisch zu machen." It's time to make meat. Yeah, and then you're gonna get arrested straight up because um, he's, he's gonna think that you're hitting on him. 
Well, it could work. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Well, know, I mean, if he's between 38 and 59, I got a chance, Scott. We've been over this already. <laughs> well, this is when I know it's time for us to go, Mike, because we're talking about speed limit chat. And I don't... <laughs> When we're saying, hey, are you a speed limit guy? And both of our responses are, yeah, we drive the speed limit. We go like five to ten miles over. This is where our audience is like, okay, we're checked out. So, um, Mike, anything to promote before we go? Well, I I guess since we had Zane on the show, I might as well promote a brewery. Uh, We'll do Hopatomica. That was a new brewery that I went to down in savannah georgia uh beautiful setup amazing food some of the best craft brews i've had there scott i'm thinking top five this place whoa how good they were top five in my georgia breweries and i've been to 68 so far don't want to brag 68 in this state alone not counting my other states there but uh beautiful patio beautiful insides delicious beers friendly people in savannah hop atomica one more time i will promote uh the show this this weekend um on 617 on friday um Zane Lamprey, myself, and um, his opener coming out for for a show at Bolero Snort Brewery. Um, come check out some beers. Come have a fun time. And uh, hey, if you if you hear this and you came from the show, let let's meet up and, uh, and have a beer over there. Um, and that's it, guys. I want to thank Zane for coming on. Uh, life is funny. Laugh at it. Keep the wind at your back. Bye bye. Talk to you later, Maddie Dones. Maddie Dones.